Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. We got a trio of threes talking about a four. <laughs> Just because it's called a stereotype doesn't make it a lie. <laughs> you can put that on my greatness statue, that okay. quote right there. A member of the Global Ag Network. Hey guys, it's been two weeks or however long it's been, but we're back and this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast. I can't really hear myself in my headphones, but I'm just, I see like these waves going up on the computer screen, so I'm just assuming it's recording. Well, we've got, as of, I don't know, we've, I've got Landon, as always. Landon, is it been, have you been like under a rock or in a basement? Do you even show up to work? Have you been protesting going to work? What's the story? I'm still so going to work. Pretty much everything's business as usual. It's business as usual at Kramerica. And as uh, almost always, we have uh, with us from uh, another time and place, quite literally another time and quite literally another place, because he's in a different time zone and a different state. We've got Casey Seymour, host of the Moving Iron podcast and the new co-manager of John Deere Global. What what was the position, Casey? <laughs> I just I run the store now, so yeah, I'm, just, I'm the location manager. Was it your broad idea to um, price out that combine at like eight hundred billion dollars? No, no, we, we kept it. Ours is under eight hundred billion, so it's all right. All right, eight hundred thousand. It's in the sevens. It's in the sevens. So. Is that after? Is that after the rebate, the showroom rebate, or what do you get? Um, you get that, then you get the nice guy discount. And a few other things that come in there, a hat stuff. So, yeah. Do you, do Works you, out well. When the customer, so tell me this when the customer walks into the door, do they automatically bend over at the waist? <laughs> Not normally, no. <laughs> it probably helps if they do. <laughs> It's a, it, you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good give and take. You know what I'm saying? Casey's not laughing uh, very hard, Landon. <laughs> I have a bunch of lube in the showroom. <laughs> well, there is quite a bit of lube in the showroom on the, on the, on the grease rack. So, yeah. I mean. there was. Hey, man. Dude, I went to the John Deere house the other day. And every time, like, from like for the last two months, every time, the second I walk in there, one of the salesmen goes over and gets some of that black graphite. <laughs> or, the, or, the, or the talcum Sticky. powder. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so. You got to keep, keep stuff moist. Casey, have y'all moved any X9 combines or whatever magic number y'all call it? Um, no, I mean they 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 just came out with it, so it's it's uh, so we're two weeks into it. So, so in the Ukraine, do they cost like fifty bucks? No, in the Ukraine, it would cost about uh, let's see here, close to what would that be? Now, what do they have in Ukraine? Twenty six million, twenty six million grievnas. They're called what? Grievnas. Grievnas. Yeah. Yeah, grievous like grieve nah, uh, grievous. Yeah. I figured I figured it was like just take a bottle of Tito's over there and is that what you like? What so what is a customer what's the customer appreciation gift for an eight hundred thousand dollar combine? Like some toffee or some shit like that? 
No, it's just a high five. And, uh, you know, <laughs> thanks for coming out. Appreciate your business. Yeah. Don't call us if you need help setting it up. Here's a here's an eight hundred thousand dollar hat. Yeah, 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 no kidding, because nobody has. That. That's better than the. You realize that costs more than y'all's cotton stripper baler. It's a close. It's a close second. You know? Yeah, at least the combine can do more than one thing. It can do two things. You know, it can unload. It can, so. <laughs> yeah, it can unload your yeah. uh, unload your money from you. You can also take your girlfriend to prom, right, Brent? That's damn right. Shoot you out, man. <laughs> That's how I get it's it. a big, it's a big combine for sure, man. I tell you what, it's it's a it's an impressive machine. God, I would ho- I would sure hope so. I would sure hope so, especially and great great time to uh, release it when the cor- when corn's three dollars and twenty cents, and that's with the even basis. You don't catch any shit for this at all. I bet I'm sure I'm the first guy. Who's that? What? I said I'm sure Casey. I'm sure this is the first time you've caught any hail since that new combines come out. No, I mean, honestly, it, you got to think about it. It's one and a half times bigger than the class nine combine. So yeah, and they cost too much. Well, you got to have the acres to cover. That's, yeah. That's All right. Okay. Well, now we're now we're talking common sense here. Now yeah. we're talking. So my half my half section wouldn't really. It'd take a while to pay for it. <laughs> so Casey, harvest is starting, and we're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be like mowing your grass with like a fifty foot. Yeah. It's uh, it doesn't work. Be like just doing the front yard. <laughs> what, Casey, what does John Deere recommend? What's the what's the uh, correct acre per? What are they? What are they? How do they figure acre per horsepower? What? You know, I've never actually seen a, a document that, that outlines that. I think I think to my when I look at that, I think it, it, you need to be able to say that you're going to replace two class eight combines. That, that's about the same equivalency of what you're going to be able to do with it. So if, if you're running two class eight combines, you might be someone that could look at a class, uh, an X nine combine. I don't, that's my opinion. I mean, I'm no, I'm no, I have no science to back that up with or anything else, but it's, if you start looking at what you're going to um, go, I just don't think you're going to get much beyond. Um, I just don't think you can do I mean, So I guess the way I look at it is you got to have, 10,000 acres of corn in my neck of the woods. You know, I hear where I'm at, so, or more. So what is it a, what class of combine is this? It's a, is it a class E combine? <laughs> e, it's like in your calculator, you get too many letters and it's just, there's just an E. Or exponential? You know? No, it's a class 10 combine. So it's a, you know, it's just one of those things where it's all about the number of bushels that you're going to, that you're going to run through and the acres you're going to do and, and the, it's not even, then you start thinking about the size of the combine. It's not even that. That's not the, it's the support equipment that goes along with it that you got to think about too. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's no different than the class has a class 10 combine, you know. Um, you know, they have, who else has a class 10 combine? Nobody else has a class 10 combine too. Who is it? And you think for that price, they'd throw in like a free vacation or something. You'd think. So. You'd think. Well, you get a free vacation, it's called harvest. You could go out to Scott Bl- Scott's Bluff or something. Scott's Bluff, America, man. Get out here and look at Chimney Rock. Play <laughs> Oregon Trail for real. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you can actually play <laughs> Oregon Trail. Oregon <laughs> Trail. Can you play the Oregon Trail while you're on the combine? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course you could. So, yeah. It drives itself, man. You can do whatever you want. Okay, so say you have 10,000 acres of corn and it doesn't rain all summer. Does it still work if you've got 10,000 acres? 
of hundred bushel corn? Probably not. I would say that would be yeah. Brent, that would be I'm like more like I'm thinking more like a fourteen sixty six or a, <laughs> or like a ninety six hundred something like that would right. probably be. What, Got my fourteen eighty out there. What, what came out before like the what was the three three number um, three numbered John Deere's before the like what was the first uh, eighty two hundred or what was the first? It was called. It was twelve. Like a like a ninety five. Like a oh no, that's one oh five. Oh, I think you're getting they, older than what I remember. What did they use before they had cabs? Well, those were massive. Uh, they had they had a. Uh, Sickle, they had actual sickle, actual sickle they use. So, it'd probably be the equivalent of one of those uh cotton strippers that's like underneath your tractor, there's like two rows. Yeah, yeah, they had like 12 horses hooked to a machine the size of a of a small football field pulling it through there, and it was it was combining action, so they call it a combine. So, good job. I'm thinking, you're, <laughs> I, I'm thinking y'all are thinking about times before this started. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the behind the scenes, you gotta love it. Um, No, my dad, holy crap, I don't know what model it was. I think it was a Massey. No, it wasn't a Massey, it was whatever before that. It didn't have a a cab. It was just a platform, and I would have, I would have gone anywhere. I would have, I wouldn't have survived. I mean, it's just I wouldn't have survived. I would have completely suffocated, because and then like when they did Milo, of course Milo's the worst of all. And you cut Milo when it's you know thirty degrees outside, and you know you cut wheat when it's one hundred and ten degrees outside, and just no wonder people didn't live past forty-seven. So yeah, um, yeah, bad times. So everybody, we also you also hauled that same combine on a two and a half ton truck. Yeah, that was. That was- you, know, you put your wood planks down and you drove it up on top of the truck. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. Uh, now, everybody, if you're just tuning in, this is the Moving Iron Podcast. We are talking with Casey Seymour. He's a guest here on the Moving Iron Podcast, and we're talking the brand-new combine coming from John Deere, the X9. It's a Class 47 combine. And um, so, Casey, now, when the yeah. combine arrives at the field, do you have to wait for the railroad to build the tracks to the field to be able to support this combine's capacity? No, no, it's it's already you just pull it in on a truck just like everything else. Okay, so now this will require how many grain carts and tractors to uh, keep it from mm, uh, having to wait? Good question. Good question. I'm thinking that you're going to need somewhere between four and six would be my guess. And you're going to need at least two of those old Big Ten grain carts. <laughs> yep. Yep. So uh, that was my favorite back in the day when you had the grain cart with the three foot long tongue. That was that was the best. <laughs> yeah. You could you, it took you the whole field to turn around, and that's back when we listed. So uh, yeah, I had we had a thir- we have a, we still have we have a thirteen seventy uh, case tractor. My dad bought it brand new in like nineteen seventy six or something like that. And I remember driving that thing, no front wheel assist, it just just rear wheel drive, and on a uh, like. Uh, yeah, I think it was one of those big tin grain carts, and it hauled like what do they haul? They haul like 400 bushel or something like that. And um, of course, back that's back when corn was making you know, what was corn making irrigated back then, landing 150 bushel. That was a pretty good yield, yeah. 160 yeah. was a pretty big deal, one pretty big deal back then. And um, if you got stuck, there was no 
flipping on the lock differential or the front end because where you were is where you were staying. You were waiting for, I don't know what was pulling you out, but um, that was back when it rained, so we actually had to worry about getting stuck. So, um, Well, guys, this, is, uh, this has been the Moving Iron Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed. This is actually our final episode of the Moving Iron Podcast, so we want to thank everybody that's listened. Uh, we'll be signing off. Um, we'll also have a tour next week. Uh, Casey, do you know where that tour is starting at for the Moving Iron Podcast? At your mom's house. Yeah. Because <laughs> we haven't heard that before. Uh, I actually saw Vince's mom today. You saw my mom? Yeah. Sweet. Where'd you see her, Walmart? Uh, she came to my office. That's nice. Oh, paying bills. Yeah, my mom, to, they still do writing checks out and delivered them, hand-delivered them, and they just will not do the online banking. But you know what? If they do the online banking, then i got to help them. So I guess – Whatever, you know, at 73 years old, you're going to do your, what you're going to do. So right. um, anyway, but guys, so, well, we got, we got, that's the most farm talk we've had like in years and I'm pretty impressed. So um, we've got, Man, it's boring too. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, this was earth shattering <laughs> stuff that we just got through talking about, but we're going to switch gears and um, we're going to go talk about some teachers. Uh, I don't know if they're teachers or, or kids in teachers clothing, but um, they're protesting going back to school, and the way they protest is quite interesting and pretty heavy-handed. But you got to hand it to them because it gets their point across. It raised our flags and our auger. Casey, are you a big advocate of leaving the auger out in the field or curling it back every after every load? I think you should leave it out. See, I disagree because you're bouncing all the time. And so how long is the auger? 45 foot? Um, yeah, something like that, probably, yeah. So I, I don't know what the physics are, but for every foot, and say you leave the auger full because the grain cart got full, how much weight, how much leverage is on the end of that pipe? Um, and you and you hit a, you hit a hole, drum, you hit a badger hole. Divided by two. Oh, plus. bullshit, you're just making math up. Come on, Rain Man. No, plus this this combine is probably going like twelve miles an hour too. And then you got seven times gravity. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely, def, hey. definitely seven. Definitely seven. Kevin, seven. <laughs> hey Casey, I just dropped a box yeah. of toothpicks. How many are in it? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you buy your Where do you buy your underwear at, Casey? That's what I want. <laughs> Target, of course, but when you She's very shiny. <laughs> uh, guys, well, we'll be right back. We're going to have teacher talk uh, at the conclusion of this Moving Iron special edition podcast. This is our first ever crossover episode of Moving Iron and Dryline Farmer, if you didn't notice. And you know why? Because I just made that up. But we'll be right back with teachers and their stupid signs. On the Drawline Farmer Podcast. Combine. Combine. Hey, everybody here. Frank Cup for Jackie Joe Equipment. We've got our new combine out for all you farmers out there that's growing that $3.20 corn, and that's on an even basis. We've got our new $2.4 million combine on 
only for easy payments of $750,000. We know in these hard times, we wanted to make a cost affordable machine for your operation. So we brought you the super machine. This combine will cut 400 acres an hour. It'll only take you 45 minutes to go from one field to the next. And that's only if the fields are adjacent. If you have a field that is across the highway, you'll have to call the highway department to get a special permit to be able to get on the highway because this thing weighs 6.4 million pounds. You heard right, we've downsized this thing to make it more economical for your medium-sized operation of 27,000 to 400,000 acres of $1.50 corn because you're probably in the Dakotas where the basis sucks something awful. The super machine is made for you in mind. We have a seat in the cab now and we've also got glass. Not just the plexiglass, but the fancy... Oh wait, I gotta get my music going again. Here we go. Oh man, doesn't that make it sound so much more fun? This combine will do your every need. Now it only does small grains and corn. It won't do soybeans because we kind of think soybeans is, that's so last year. The super machine for your small operation all the way up to farming the moon. I'm Joe Cup, and it was nice to be with Joe Mama last night. Okay, I got everything dinging here, and then we're going to turn that off here. Well, guys, we're back. Um, we're going to talk teacher protests and why they get in their panties in a wad over something that's probably going to be one of the most overplayed things in the history of the American culture. Here we go. The line must be drawn here, this far, no farther. For all of you who don't know or are not Star Trek nerds, that is Jean-Luc Picard from, let's see, Star Trek. I don't know which I don't know which movie it was, but it was a pretty, it was decent one, I guess, as those versions go. Well, guys, so we pulled up or um, we found and rolled across the story, and this has been a couple weeks ago, um, back when we were in our hiatus. But these teachers, and if, before we go any further, teachers protesting, guys, where do y'all think? What city is this in? Anybody? I'm go not not Scotts Bluff. Not Scotts Bluff. Not Hartford, yeah. Texas. Where I'm gonna go with Portland. I'm gonna say Chicago. I'm gonna say Chicago because that's the correct answer. So I'm going. Oh, uh, well, you knew the answer already. That's not even cool. <laughs> so we're on the Advice.com article, and this was back on well August 4th. It's not. It's only last week, but um. So teachers. Yeah, go ahead. Whatever happened to the good old days when the when the kids didn't want to go back to school? Uh, yeah, I know that's what makes Word. the most sense. I tell you what, the uh, movement <clears throat> to homeschooling down our way is rapidly growing. Um, not in our family, but people around us. The homeschool uh, culture is rapidly growing. So um, they get more like longer dresses. Longer it's, dresses. It's gone. Yeah. Um, down to the ankles, uh, muted colors. <laughs> it's gone from it's yeah. gone from two to nine. <laughs> it, it, it's gone from Pam to Angela. That's what it's gone to. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Doubled. <laughs> yeah. 
It's gone from Crazy Kelly to stupid or mean Angela. But so the headline of this article is teachers are making their own gravestones. Let me pull uh, this back up here. Uh, teachers are making their own gravestones and coffins to protest going back to school. Now, I pretend that I'm a like a woodworker kind of. I haven't really made anything in a while. I just built a wall, a partition wall in our barn for our, kind of our cool room for our cabs. Didn't you build our podcast table? I built a podcast table, and I mean, it's fair at best, I guess. But um, yeah. I don't – would you ever consider building – like say you got cancer tomorrow or COVID. Right. Would you be mm -hmm. interested in spending your time building your own box? Not really. You said <laughs> But no, uh, no I, I would say it is. Oh, I'm not going going there. But um, Casey, Emma, what's your answer? You would probably um, like lift as many weights as you could. No, I don't. I don't have a tampon in my toolbox, so I don't. I don't know if I could do anything. Would you let so if you were going to lift weights, say that was your bucket list, mm -hmm. would you like go get the left rotor out of that combine and like try to bench it or squat it or something? No, because entirely too big. I'm too old to do that kind of shit. <laughs> okay, so I think we're There's all two of them for Christ's sake. Yeah. yeah. Um, so no, I wouldn't make my own coffin. Um, <laughs> I would not make anything that I'm gonna spend the rest of my body the rest of eternity in. So anyway, they bring their own gravestones and coffins, which I'm pretty sure these gravestones are not real because they're pretty heavy. So the uh, subtitle here is children, quote, children cannot focus on schoolwork if their family members or teachers are in the hospital or dying. Um, has that ever not been the case? If you're a child and you have a family yeah. member, is it only hard to go back to school if they're in the hospital dying of COVID versus dying from like, I don't know, getting hit in the head with like a badminton shuttlecock or something, no matter how thick and faint. I've got a feeling that it probably doesn't really matter much. That's a yeah. hell of a serve. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm going to go with when you're eight, death is death. I don't think you can really have a big precursor in there. Of, you know, when I was reading this article, these, these tombstones seems it seems like it would have been a perfect activity for the first week of school for these kids. Yeah, it would have been a great crafts project, no, no doubt. Yeah, if it was Halloween. Show, show and tell. <laughs> right. yeah. Okay, everybody. So this sounds like one of those stories where, um, like, uh, it's usually a young person, but they get busted for, like, their second, like, DWI or something. You know, like, maybe a 20-something. Or maybe like a teenager that's just do, already doing drugs or whatever, and they go to the court, like a family court or like a juvenile court, and the, where the judge makes them write their own obituaries. Y'all have heard of that probably, haven't you? I haven't, no. Yeah, well, anyway, there's stories out there. These judges, they'll make these kids or make them write their own obituaries because, you know, like because of what, like, what I just said. This is what that's like. Now, I haven't run across their obituaries yet. But we have pulled up, uh, we've got ready their fake gravestones. But before we get to that, we're going to get to the top of the story. So the story starts out, teachers being pushed to go back to schools are demonstrating their resistance in graphic and grim ways, including mock gravestones, makeshift coffins, and writing their own early obituaries. As districts prepare to start the new school year with remote or in-person learning or a mix of both, 
School staff and faculty fear the reopening plans risk more outbreaks of COVID-19 amid massive regional spikes as the U.S. approaches 5 million positive cases and 156,000 deaths. Is it possible? Is there any, any possibility these people just don't want to go back to work? I'm going to go yes. I'm going to go yeah, I say, I say give everybody, give all the teachers a 5% raise and see, mm-hmm. see if that changes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> go back to school. So yeah. on our on our vacation last week, we were up in the mountains and um, we we did some river rafting, and so you know they were cutting back trips because of COVID. Well, it wasn't the reason was I mean kind of COVID, but uh, it wasn't because uh, people were not showing up to do the rafting. It's because the guy they were short staffed because the guides were getting paid more to stay home than to show up to work. Yeah. So um, that was pretty eye-opening, which, I mean, I kind of I wasn't surprised or anything. Of course, it was in Colorado. Brent, do you get a, do you get a, do you get a discount if you, if, you fight the, if you fight the rapids without a guide? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Well, I mean, we tried, but they, we only had inner tubes and a cooler and another inner tube, so they didn't really go for that. So, uh, no, we didn't get any, we didn't get any uh, discounts for that. But, uh, yeah, the reason they were cutting back on trips down the river is because they were short-staffed because guides were not – showing up to work because they got their PPE money and yeah, they said, screw you. We're going to stay home and smoke a bunch of weed because that's what they do in Colorado. So, um, smoke a bowl, smoke, <laughs> smoke a doobie. And, um, so y'all have just off the top of your heads, what would, if you wrote your own obituary, what would y'all say? I'd be pretty, I'm, I'm already depressed cause mine would probably be a hell of a lot more boring than, than some 16 year old, Crackhead. That guy's probably got some great stories if he can remember them. Well, the fact you started out your answer with, "Well, I'm already depressed." I think I know what you would write in your. <laughs> I think I know what you would write yeah. in your. I. Uh, I'd probably Brown. write. I'd, I'd probably write. Well, this. I'm. My name's Landon, and and I guess I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> if you're reading this, I fell asleep playing d- uh, Double Dragon on my couch, and my wife came in and turned on the car while I was asleep and closed the garage mine, door. Mine would say, "Hi, my name's Landon," and. And it turns out that there that there is a limit of how much blood you can donate. <laughs> <laughs> is there a limit? <laughs> Apparently there is. <laughs> Casey, I think Casey, how okay, here's a good question. And this might even we might get completely off this teacher thing, but how would you think how do you think you're gonna die? How do I think I'm gonna die? Uh-huh. Probably more than likely I'll just I'll we, die of uh because all three of us, we can probably go ahead and rule out old age. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've pickled myself pretty good, so I feel like I feel like I got a lot of stamina here. You just like sleep in a bottle of vinegar every night, or what? A vodka. I mean, I swim in that shit. Oh, that's so true. Me, that's true. I don't know, Casey. I think those dumbbells back there are gonna have something to do with it. I, I, I think if I were gonna, if I would die, I'd probably die of some kind of. I'll probably like die of Alzheimer's or something. I already lose my mind anyway, so I'm yeah. sure I'll be like Joe Biden should run for president. Not for sure where I'm pressure at. Dumbbells. <laughs> whatever, whatever the three of us die from, I guarantee you it's going to be early onset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it will be something. It's going to be early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> early onset, yeah, something that people only in their 80s get. We get in like our yeah. 50s Just- or something. Just so long as we don't all die from the same thing at the same time, I'm I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I think no, I think here's how K- Casey's gonna die. Casey's gonna die by overflexing his arms in the mirror. <laughs> He's gonna like blow a, va- a a key artery out. Well, me and pass out, you know, thick and vain, you know. Landon, Landon, Landon I'll t- so okay, I gotta write these notes down. But Landon's gonna die by. Close, snapping his phone shut on some artery of his body, and he's going to bleed out that way. Yeah, because mine's mine's small and veiny. So, it, <laughs> oh, that's so that's how. Okay, I got to write that down. How are Landon and Casey going to die? Uh, ble- uh, I guess so. Anyway, bloodletting. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm obviously going to die by getting killed by making a smart-ass comment in front of somebody that's incredibly a lot bigger than me. Of course, I've made it this far, so, I mean, hell, I'm probably immune by now, but I digress. So, back to here. We've got these teachers. So, the pi- the first picture on the story is, is they're walking down the, you know, the streets of Chicago with signs and masks on, and they're, these two ladies, quote, unquote, are carrying a coffin, quote, unquote, that's wrapped in trash in a trash bag with fake flowers on it, and it looks like some kind of like epitaph on a obituary there on top of the coffin. So as um, we read down the story, they're quoting uh, one teacher, Andrea Parker. I don't want to put my students or myself in harm's way or show up to work. I do not want to be an experiment. Isn't like going outside anywhere in Chicago putting yourself in harm's way? No shit. Unless you're protesting. Unless That's you're protesting. I don't want to be an experiment, which I guess they don't sound like that in Chicago. They sound like that in, in uh, Biloxi, I guess. It's not be a science teacher. <laughs> Chicago schools plan to start with a hybrid learning system that requires teachers and school staff to be on campus for four days a week. So um, currently the positive – so what do you think the positive testing rate is in Chicago? Percentage-wise, Casey, because Landon, I think, is looking at the story. I don't know. Casey might be, too. I'm going to go 5%. Just Shut up. He's looking at the story. <laughs> so they have a 5% positivity rate. And um, so what do you think the positivity rate of, say, like the drip is in Chicago? Oh, it's a solid 25 to 30%, I would say. I mean, because they're next to a body of water, and the Navy's got – I mean, yeah. I know it's an in- interior lake and everything, but – I mean, if there's a Navy ship anywhere close, the, the drip's got to be nearby. I would agree. I think I think you have a solid, solid case of uh, bacterial infection running yeah. through there. Because what? Right, well, I don't know what the po- like to say for college. Like, what's the positivity rate for like bacterial meningitis? Because over the last few years, they've had these story, these uh, you know, commercials say you need to get your college kid vaccinated for. Um, Let's see. Yeah, isn't that why you wear the flip flops to the shower? You're in the dorm. That's because that's because you don't want Jacob's herpes washing it off himself and it getting stored in the cracks of the tile, and you walk in there and get it on your feet right behind him. I swear to God, I got it from a toilet seat. I swear to God. <laughs> I know that whole toilet Let's seat thing. Let's swim. So, yeah, no, I always wore uh, flip-flops in the shower. Of course, I always, uh, shower-wise, I you always... You probably wore a bathing suit, too. Huh? Oh, I... Well, no, we had our own stalls. I'm just kidding. Sounds hot. Well, no. <laughs> it's realistic. I mean, 
So now, Casey, did your college have a? Did y'all have a pole and nozzles or <laughs> um, like real pole thick and poles? And <clears throat> we had. Uh, I never. I never lived in the dorms. So when oh, I was, okay. I went. I went. I played. You know, I played some juco football, and I, and I lived. Is in the same town I grew up in, so I just lived at home. And then when oh, I went okay. to college, I went to went to school at K State, and we had. Um, I lived. I, had, I lived in the house, so I see. Um, didn't have that, but. In the locker rooms, they had that. I never understood that whole thing. I don't thing. Know either. There's 13 shower heads within two inches of each yeah. other. Like, uh-huh. and, he, and you still never touched <laughs> bodies with each other. <laughs> no, I'm like, what do you guys? This is ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah. So, Kalanda, did you ever use the showers at junior high? Oh, yeah. I mean, we did that in you know, athletics. We We'd... never did. Nobody ever used the showers in junior high. They were. I never saw anybody using them. But apparently... The people that designed the showers were all pedophiles because if you yeah. have a pole with nozzles, they're probably, the, they're probably the guys that wear their boxers on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, hey guys, so let's make a shower with just a pole and nozzles for a whole bunch of prepubescent or barely pubescent boys and just let them Dude, have you know how. You know, you know how architects are. They're like, I bet you can't fit 15 showers in this little <laughs> diameter. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's basically, a, basically they, they built showers on a truth or dare game one night, drinking a whole <laughs> bunch of beer. And then, so, I don't know, we have this deal uh, down here called Electric Camp. And uh, we'd go to the mountains. This is in 4-H. We go to the mountains down there in southern New Mexico. And it was an old campground or whatever. And they had a, uh, you probably never went, did you, Landon? Anyway, so it was a summer camp for like a week. You go out there, and they just had the wall. They just, they didn't have a pole, but they just had a wall with a whole bunch of shower nozzles, shower heads. And you just walk in there, and I mean, there's this guy, kid. I don't know. I don't know what how old he was, but he might have been identifying as 14. But by God, he was 37 because he did not match the rest of the guys in there. And, and like, not even looking like below his belly button, like just from like. This guy had a beard longer than all of the county agents that were there, and um, it was pretty freaky. But um, I don't know. I think we, we're going to might be passing over this teacher's story. But, um, yeah, shower heads. And, of course, obviously, when you make a, a toilet stall, nobody needs a door. Why would you need a door? Because everybody <laughs> – I don't know if it's to vent or, you know, like, I don't do, – do, do farts rise or do they sink? Hot air rises, Brent. Okay. Right. I mean, it's not necessary. I mean, it's warm, but it's kind of mm. like it's stag. I mean, it is. St- let's be honest. It is stagnant air. Well, you also got to remember that that contract was won by the lowest bidder, so I'm sure the I want to see doors out. That's you know, win. I, I guarantee you, Elon Musk's uh, SpaceX bathrooms have doors on them. So the reason I bring that up is because so. You know, everybody just saw that SpaceX, they put a space capsule up into the um, orbit, and then they just uh, splashed down here a couple days ago. But so they did a study in Congress a few years ago that said, well, it's going to take 12 years and $12 billion to do this. Elon Musk did it in like less than two years and under a billion dollars. And, you know, nothing blew up. So uh, that was pretty good. So it just goes to show you. That um, that government private, pretty much sucks. That, that private industry wins every time. Pretty much every time, unless uh, the government yeah. comes in there and like 
So I just saw, uh, <laughs> speaking of Tesla and Elon Musk, I noticed they're doing a five-for-one split, so that's pretty cool. But um, this isn't this isn't the Dave Ramsey show, but I digress. So anyway, uh, we've covered bathroom stalls. We've covered that. Let me see if I can get back to these teachers here. So, oh, yeah. So let's bring up these gravestones. I've got these gravestones here. Um, we can go. Do you all have those up on you all screen or not? If not, yeah. get there to it. Okay, so I'm going to cover this first one here. So this one has a skull with wings on it. So this looks like... This looks like any tattoo you might get in any small town in Nebraska because it's only got four teeth and very weathered, a very weathered face and two wings that are not symmetrical at all. But it says, here lies a third grade student from Green Bay who caught COVID at school. Now, third grade, that, that sign looks like a first grader did it. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, it's the third grade teacher did it. <laughs> So a third, so you could can't literally take out the word COVID and replace it with probably a dozen different uh, situations where it's ten times more dangerous than getting COVID. Like, here lies a third grade student from Green Bay who got who caught a cold at school and died because it's in Green Bay. Doesn't it get like negative thirty degrees there from like? July second, all the way to like June the thirty first, June the thirtieth. Here lies a student. Yeah. Here lies a third grade student from Green Bay who got run over by a school bus at school. That is more likely because was texting and driving. Because the school bus driver was texting and tweeting while he was pulling up to the uh, school zone. There. Here lies a third grade student from Green Bay who caught a rabid dog that they let into the cafeteria so he could lap up some day-old milk. Here's a lot of the third-grade student who died from cafeteria food at school. Okay, now the next one. The next one here says, rest in peace. Who's going to take this one? R.I.P. Grandma. Grandma caught COVID helping grandkids with homework. Grandma could die from helping kids with homework without COVID. That's better than that's better than grandma getting run over by a reindeer. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. But you could take literally take out caught COVID and just say rest in peace grandma from for she died from helping grandkids with homework. She could literally die depending on how old grandma is and what the homework was and how bad her grandkids were because chances are she was probably raising them herself. <laughs> Here's one I saw. This one says, uh, here lies Mrs. Kane. Last year, she bought school supplies with her own paycheck. This year, she bought the economy with her life. <laughs> Milwaukee food service worker contracted COVID. Here lies this guy. Uh, this is written, yeah, well, the person's writing it uh, on a piece of cardboard painted gray with chalk. Very creative there. In loving memory, essential workers, something to COVID, I don't know who the person is, but she's covered in tattoos, and there she's got misspelled words on it. So it's an angel holding a heart, not a harp, but a heart, and it's got two feet that are pointed in opposite directions, and it's got a halo, but the face of a devil. So there you go. And he's got French cuff uh, shirt there, and he's got cufflinks, so that's really great right Here, there. Here's one that says, here lies the English language, and then just uh, You don't have My to next one. Nobody. My next is my favorite. It says Milwaukee's food service worker, and they just cut it off because yeah, it's not yeah, a yeah. teacher. 
yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee's maybe she think they it says she was fixing to say was here <laughs> or sucks or something like that. Well, was you gonna tell me that there was a, this a COVID thing? Yeah, I'm sure they got some people there that are just this, this stuff really kind of irritates. I mean, how many how many people in Milwaukee have died of Milwaukee's best beer? <laughs> yeah, Good point. That's, no That's a great point. So yeah. I've noticed on Ag Twitter, Bush, Bush is huge in the Midwest. It's not like, control, not a control brand. Not a control. Anytime Bush is. Yeah, that's true. Anytime somebody's it's trying to get me to cold up there. Nobody. Okay. All right. Anytime somebody's trying to get me to to drink or taste Milwaukee's best, I always say the same reply, which is, "I sure hate to taste Milwaukee's worst." Well, that's for sure. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen the? We have a Bushlight. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Wrapped combine. Oh yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, I'd love to see the cost on that thing. Like, you get you get six of them for like four bucks. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, right around there. <clears throat> You get six for four something. Especially if it's, if it's a tall boy edition. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I was I went and bought There's some. Bodies. I went and bought some Bud Light the other day. They they uh, can they they uh, conveniently or very uh, very slyly snuck in. I get are they what's the big kill like sixteen ounce cans or eighteen ounce cans. They made this twelve pack look like a twelve pack of twelve ounces, and these these were like the. You know the I don't know the rodeo cowboy hot beer style because these are like these eighteen ounce tall or you know I guess they were tall boys but uh, man I was pleasantly surprised I did not know I was gonna get and it was like the same cost and yeah I've noticed that here of late too they've they've got the, the suitcase of sixteen ounce cans too yeah, yeah 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 that's what it is I was like Christmas morning when I saw it's just I mean it's, it's a great time to be the alive greatest thing ever it's a great time it's to like be a alive thirty pack. So, okay, um, let's see. Now, to finish this story up here, because uh, we're getting more mileage out of poles with nozzles than anything else. But, that's what uh, she said, Brent. That's, that's exactly right. That's exactly yeah, we're getting, right. We're getting more mileage than one of Casey's combines. So. <laughs> Casey, what's the, what kind of what diesel tank does it have? About 400 gallons? Um, you know what? I don't know that. I, don't, I haven't really gotten to the, to the details of that part yet. I was... Or does it pull that. just pull a diesel trailer behind it? Um, I think it runs a just runs a hose from from the truck and just it's a connected like the whole Saudi time. Arabia. So it's like the uh, it's like an umbilical cord. Now, does it have now? This might be a stupid question, and it probably is. But now, do they have? Does they have their own engines, or do they make? Who makes their engine? Is it a Deere engine? John Deere. Yeah, they make their own engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know if cases are still Iveco or whatever it is, or maybe they're. Uh, they have they're Iveco and Cummings uh, and everything but international. Yeah, so. yeah, everything but international. Um, I guess it's all Fiat though. Anyway, but um, mm-hmm. so yeah. Well, guys, uh, I think that kind of covers it. Guys, uh, go to school. So I guess one comment on this story: they want it to be like half and half, like to go to school for a little while and not go to school and do it remotely. Isn't that like the worst case scenario? Don't you want to just either do it all at school or all at home, but not either one? Because doesn't that like mix it all together? Yeah. Yeah, just pick one or the other. These teachers that are protesting, why why don't they just not go? Just say I'm not going to go. I mean, they're going to bring in like 100,000 substitutes. I I would love to teach the kids today, but nobody left me a plan, so I don't know for sure what to 
do here. You think this so, will, you think this will finally end the epidemic of improper teacher student relationships? <laughs> Hell no, they're gonna have the big and do it really private then. Yeah. I mean there are I guess that's true because they're everybody's wearing masks, so I guess that everybody yeah. will be incognito. What well, with his was, mask his mask on, he looked like a thirty seven year old doctor. I could have swore God she was eighteen. I, I could have swore she was. Those are the little boys that really want to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. How did you get COVID? That's going on and they're like, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hooking up with the teacher, that will be the least of anybody's worries at that point because, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy world out there. Well, guys, we're going to get out of here. Um, I think we've covered all kinds of things that I had no intentions of covering and that what makes a better episode. So, Casey, uh, if people want to find you, I can't imagine why, but if they were to want to find your podcast, and where would they go about doing that? You can find my podcast on anywhere that you can find a podcast, and um, I think I've got it on about 15 or 16 different sites now, so I'm really sure that if you're looking for it, you can find it on one of those. Um, iTunes, Google Play, the, the big ones as well. Also, check me out on the Global Ag Network with the rest of these yahoos over here. They can they can uh, you can find me there, and also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC and uh, MovingIronLLC.com, and send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast at MovingIronPodcast.com. You can also find him on the latest social media platform, Thick and Veiny. <laughs> <laughs> Thick and Veiny and hanging to the left. I would tell you to check out my TikTok, but it sounds like it's got banned, so I don't, I don't know how sure that's going to work. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. The thing about TikTok I hate is because every time I click on it, they have like the music blasting like a thousand decibels, and it scares the hell out of me, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, so find Casey on all of those great platforms he talked about. We're also all over social media, Twitter. Um, I'm kind of on Instagram. I, don't, I forget I have it most of the time. But uh, you can follow me at Trader Brin. I'll tweet this thing out, and Landon, he'll tweet his out on uh, what, what is it, Landon? No Twit Landon 44. So find Landon there at No Twit Landon 44. And obviously, of course, the Global Ag Network. So, guys, we're going to try to get a little bit more in the routine here of getting this thing out. Uh, we've been busy, been crazy, been everywhere, and doing stock shows and a little vacation and all such things related to that. So, guys, until next time, y'all stay safe. Uh, Casey, that was a hell of a uh, storm that went through the Midwest. Did you see that? The rain show? Yeah. Yeah, that was I watched that. There's like 11 billion acres of corn that got messed up. I guess. So too, I'm not for sure. too, too bad they. Yeah, you can tell because you can tell because the market went up one penny. Yeah. Too bad the uh, crop report no. was probably already finished on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, it's a mess. It's pretty. Yeah, we had a we had a solid storm come out yesterday mm-hmm. on one place, and it was. It was, but it was hail. It was, it blew pretty hard, but uh, it was, it was. That's what she said. That's exactly what she said. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it was pretty good. So, uh, fortunately, we have insurance. Like most everybody, most every farmer in the country has insurance. If they don't, time to take a risk management class. So, uh, guys, we hope y'all do all right up there and uh, get some good insurance claims and move on to next year. And uh, so, yeah, until next time. Y'all be safe, y'all be cool, and we'll ask you, everybody except Casey, what side of the line are you on? You can try all you want, Casey. I've got you muted.